Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Hey guys, it's so good to see you today. I, I've got to go like the clappers because I have got so much that I want to talk to you about uh, today. But first of all, a massive shout out to all the locations across the M1 corridor and there too across the channel in Toulouse, France, and also to those who have joined us online. We're delighted that you've made this your campus. And we really are plotting a course to get to live church in the next few weeks. And we're really believing that God is going to continue to help us with fuller vision for what God is wanting to do in and through us in this next season of life. I also need your help. I'm running a little thin on the stories the funny stories. You may say, hey, I'm glad he is. But if you have any that are clean, then please can you send them over to me? And that would be greatly appreciated. We're launching a series today. It's my pleasure to be able to talk into this series that hopefully will set us up a foundation for the next few weeks. It's called Great Comebacks. Now, it's prophetic by intent and we want this series to be a tonic. It's, it's written, its purpose is to elevate you and to lift your hearts and to lift your heads. Today, with God's help, I was praying early today that I would be a prophet of hope, a vessel of purpose to carry a prophetic message to every person. Because I recognize that many times we can all get caught in a rut, a spiral. We can feel boxed in and we can feel there's no way out and there's no way back. Let me say to you, and you're going to hear this repeatedly when I preach, the bigger the setback, the greater the comeback. I want to repeat that again. The bigger the setback, the greater the comeback. I don't know about you, but there are certain films that really grab my imagination and attention. I don't know how old I was, nine, ten, but I remember watching for the very first time, Rocky One. It's, it's the classic of all classics, two, three, and four, I think. They're not as good, but Rocky won. And I remember posing at that point. I, I, yes, I, I did. I had a six-pack. Now people are saying I've got a crate, but anyway, we won't, we won't go there. But I remember shadow boxing in the, in the mirror after watching Rocky One. And it was just, in essence, the theme of it was a great comeback. This man had had great setbacks, big setbacks, but there was a great comeback. A few years ago, we went to the cinema as a family, and I loved it. Uh, because it was a memory of, of, of a time when we actually went with my dad, and my dad wasn't one who would really sit through movies. You may have a dad like this, but he would tend to fall asleep in the cinema, and boy, did he snore. Anyway, <laughs> we went to see The Greatest Showman. Oh, what a film. I loved it, and I'm not normally into musicals, but again, what a great comeback story that it depicts through this movie. There have been comebacks in history, of course, my mind immediately went to the history of, the, of England, uh, the World War II, with the, the Nazi rule, the Nazi invasion that was coming across Europe. And of course, Winston Churchill stirred a nation to pray. He also stirred a nation 
to, with his speeches and through the written word. And of course, we were able to overcome the evils of Nazi rule. Great comebacks, wasn't expected. And of course, my mind goes to sport, football, tennis, rugby, cricket. Think for a moment of an incredible comeback that, take, that took place for your team, for your special player. Now, all these comebacks, for me, inspire hope. And, and they, they make us believe again that it's possible to come back from a severe setback and enter into something that's glorious and, and potentially powerful. But we look at our lives and we see our lives that are filled with fear and failure, financial loss, addiction, adultery, anger, murder, emotional and mental breakdowns, divorce, broken hearts, family separations, and we can easily drift back like the sea on the shore to our setback. In your setback, I want you to believe that you can make a great comeback. And the answer is not found in some self-help, hyped-up, self-improvement message. No, please. This message is much more deeper and profound than that. If you are tempted to click off and say, Christian sounds like one of those American preachers. I've got the best American accent of all time. I know it's dreadful. Listen to me. This is not that kind of message this is rooted in the scriptures because Psalm 121, verse 1, boldly de- announces, I look to the hills, and where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. And then he goes on to say in Psalm 121, verse 3, the Lord is your protector, and he won't go to sleep or let you stumble. The top line answer is this. It's not some self-improvement message that I'm preaching. The top line answer is for your greatest comeback is found in Jesus. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. And he wants you to get up from your setback. And he wants to rewrite and write another comeback in your life. We all stumble. We all fall. We all have challenges. We all have difficulties. In fact, we, it, was, it was just a joy to be able this week to gather with all our campus pastors live and uh, just talk with them and just share heart. And we haven't met together live for six months. And I just brought some ministry uh, to them. And, and, and I just found, you know, just writing some things that I'd been navigating. And you too may have been navigating uh, in this season of, of lockdown and, you know, real challenges because there's been distractions. People have felt delayed. People have despaired. Depression and dark thoughts, they've come to all of us. But in this series, and it's prophetic by intent, we are announcing, church, that there is a great comeback that is being called out from the church. God is announcing a great Come back in your life, wherever you find yourself, wherever you are positionally, wherever your heart is. If you feel you've, you've, you've wandered and, and, and you've been distracted, there's a great comeback that Jesus is calling out to you and he calls you by name. There's a great comeback that we're believing for in the life of Arena 
church. And we want to hang this series on two particular verses. Over the weeks, we may delve into them a little bit more. But let me encourage you to commit them to memory. Proverbs 24 verse 16 says this, For those who love God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. What a wonderful truth for those who find themselves in a setback at this time. You may have stumbled and fall and face adversity, but you will rise over and over and over and over and over and over again. Can I raise an amen? Proverbs 24 verse 16, commit it to memory. And secondly, it says in Philippians 1 verse 6, this is something that I've believed throughout my teenage years into my 20s, 30s and 40s. Being confident of this, Philippians 1 verse 6, that he who began, everybody say began, began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. There is a beginning and there is a completion. There may be in the middle of that some setbacks. But I want to tell you, the greatest comeback of all is when Jesus completes his work in you and in Arena Church until the day of Christ Jesus. What comeback verses these are. And in the time that I've got with you, I just want to take some time to really just talk to you around a great comeback story found in Mark in chapter 5. I wonder if you turn with me to verse 25. It's actually the, 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 the tale of, of, of two daughters. There's another message within there. Because Jesus is being asked by a synagogue leader named Jairus to go and tend to his daughter who is dead. And on their way, Jesus and the disciples are, en are en uh, uh, encountered. They counter a crowd, a huge crowd. And this is where we pick up the story because there is a woman in that crowd who is ready to meet Jesus. Let's read it together, shall we, in verse 25 of Mark 5. Now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was not getting better, but worse. But when she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and she came up from behind him and she touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped and she knew it. Because she for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. And Jesus knew at once someone had touched him, for he felt that power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. And he turned and spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? And his disciples answered, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one who had touched him for healing. And verse 33, when the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story and what had just happened. Then Jesus said to her, daughter, you dare to believe. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. 
Oh, I love this story. What a comeback story, guys. What a great introduction to this great series that we're going to announce to you and to your families and to this nation and to this world in which we live. She was a defeated woman. And this story is made more powerful as we truly understand a condition and predicament. So for a moment, let me underscore this dear precious woman. This woman had been hemorrhaging continually for 12 years without any interruption. Her blood count, iron levels and energy levels would have been dangerously low, depleted. She would have been emotionally unstable, very sad and very broken. And she had spent all she had in fact, Dr. Luke, in his account of this story, because it's found in, in three accounts of the Gospels, he accounts that she was incurable. And he was a doctor, a medical doctor, so he would have known. It was made worse because according to the law of the day, according to Leviticus 15, her issue of blood under the law made her unclean. So besides suffering this messy, painful, weakening physical condition, that all her money had been spent on doctors had not cured. She was also unclean as well. Oh my goodness, guys, is anybody with me? She had got an incredible setback. She had found herself in a pit. She would found herself in misery. She would found herself in pain, not just for 12 months, but for 12 years. And this also meant that her husband, and maybe even the children, couldn't eat food she'd cooked because the Lord's law said so. They couldn't sit on the chairs upon which she had sat. They couldn't touch her even without becoming unclean themselves. That was the law. She wasn't allowed to worship services. Yet as she listened to Rabbi Jesus, as she listened to the teacher Jesus, and she responded with faith, unclean or not, she knew that if she could just touch his clothes, she would be made well. This was her beginning. Remember the verses that I want you to commit to memory. It may be you fall down seven times, but the righteous over and over rise again. It may be that you, you, you know that God has begun a good work in you. I want to tell you, you might be in a setback in that moment, but God is going to complete the work in you. This is your greatest comeback. I wonder if I'm speaking to anybody today. Am I speaking to anybody today who's faced a, a, a setback you know, the pain and the loneliness and the tragedy and the brokenness of a setback. You are primed. You are positioned for your greatest comeback. So the text records a number of things. And I want to just help you to understand what she did that caused her to move from a setback into a comeback. You see, this woman... First of all, she got up and she reached out. She got up and she reached out. The text records, verse 27, when she heard about Jesus and his healing power, she pushed through the crowd and she came up from behind and she touched his pressure. She got up and she made a way through the crowd. She would have been in great pain she would have been leaking blood everywhere. She would have felt the strain emotionally and physically of this moment. She would have felt incredibly uncomfortable 
But as she made her way through the crowd, she was determined to get up and reach Jesus. If you are in a setback, do not stay where you are. Can I encourage you? Do not stay where you are. Get up and reach out to the one who has all the answers. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am talking about Jesus, the one who is above every other name. And at that name, we will all bow down and worship him. It must have been hard for her. Her body was weak. It took great effort even to get out of bed. But this one hope filled her mind. Jesus, she got up and she reached out. Now, this was more than curiosity. Let me say, curiosity may cause you to press him, but faith will lead you to touch him. Oh, I need to say that again, because some of you are just curious. Curiosity may cause you to press him, but faith will lead you to touch him. Oh, there have been many times I knew where I needed to go. I needed to go and touch the hem of his garment. And, and in that moment, I knew of touching him, I knew I would, I would be made well and things would be right. I think about reaching out and getting up. There's a man who I love in the Bible by the name of Peter. He was one of Jesus' disciples, if you don't know. And he was the loudest, he was the brashest, he was out there. And when Jesus was found walking on water, which was a miraculous supernatural occurrence, Peter said, well, if it's you, I want to have a go. So Jesus said, well, come on then. And Peter gets out and begins to walk on water, but then begins to fear. And what does he do in that moment? He reaches out to Jesus to take hold of Jesus' hand. And Jesus reach out, reaches out to him and pulls him up from the water. There have been many times my kids have needed me. I'm a big fella in many ways, but I'm a big softy at heart. And there's been times when my kids, we have four children, dearly loved kids. They're older now, but when they were, particularly when they were younger, they just would fall down and scrape them. And at times they need to just learn what it is to have a bit of pain. But when they were really, really in pain, you know, not just a little whimper where they need to say, get yourself sorted out. But when they've really, really hurt themselves, there was only one. I was pushing mum out the way. Let me have them. As their hands were reaching out. And I was able to get hold of our children. You know, oftentimes... We find ourselves in setbacks. Can I just talk honestly for, you for a moment? And what we do, instead of reaching out, we, we start blaming. We start cursing. We start complaining. And we turn away from God. But this woman, we don't know a lot about her story. She may have done many of those things. But in that moment, she turned to God. And she reached out. And she put away the crowds that were around her of distraction and ridicule and animosity because they would have known that she was not allowed amongst them. But she knew that if she could just get to God, even though she was at her worst, you see, when we're at our worst, God is always at his best. When we have nothing to bring, he says, bring me your nothingness and I'll use it in my hand. I think about the story of the five loaves and two fishes. It was nothing and Jesus fed a multitude I think of Gideon who had thousands of people and God says, no, get rid of those. We just need a few hundred. 
And he had a few hundred who was able to defeat an army. I think about a young shepherd boy who was not particularly skilled in the, in the, in, in the king's armory. But he took a sling and five stones. And he took on a giant because God's able to take the nothingness of our lives. And he's able to use it in his hands. It's amazing. Can I encourage you? If you're in your setback, I do believe I'm speaking to people today. Get up. Get up. Get up from where you are. Get up. Get yourself washed. Get yourself dressed. Get yourself ready. Fill yourself with God. And watch what God begins to do. Secondly, though, the text records, she got up and pressed through the crowds because verse 28 She kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I'll be healed. Now, I'm tempted to skirt over this verse, but we need closer inspection because it's a key phrase that is really the turning point in the story. And it sets her from a setback into a comeback because secondly, I want to say, she found a new narrative She found new language. She found new words because it says that for 12 years she'd been hemorrhaging blood. All she had spoken, all she had heard, every report that was given to her was this. She was incurable. She was sick. She was unclean. She was diseased. She was sad. She was hurting. She was shamed. But this woman, she needed a revelation before she could get an impartation. Oh my goodness, I need to say that again. She needed a revelation before she could get an impartation. And some of you today are getting a revelation of Jesus. You're getting a revelation of his character and his love towards you. You're getting a revelation of his power. And as you begin to throw off the setback and look to him, you will get an impartation. God will begin to do something in and through your lives. You've got to see things new. This woman, she looked up, she leaned in, she listened. She knew that Jesus was around. And how do I know that? Because as I've said, verse 28, just go back to it for a moment. You need to underline these words. If you've not got your Bible in this moment, go and grab it and underline it. It's so important. Verse 28, for she kept saying to herself, she kept saying to herself, she was now not repeatedly speaking out about the setback, she was now repeating to herself, this is my comeback. If I can only touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed. And the original text of what we have just read there means exactly what I've just said. She repeatedly said to herself over and over again, I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get my comeback. God is the healer. She was thrown aside all the other words that spoke of setback and defeat. And some of you have got to find a new narrative. They say it can take anywhere between 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. And it's actually an average average of 66 days for a new behaviour to become automatic. She kept saying to herself, she kept repeating to herself, morning, afternoon, night, I'm healed in Jesus' name. 
if I can just get to Jesus, he's going to touch me. Jesus is the one who has all the answers. I did it this morning, guys. I got up this morning and I confessed again, God, you are with me. You are strong. You are helping me. This is my day for a comeback. Can I raise a hallelujah? Can I raise an amen where you are? She said, I am no longer an outcast. Let me read this. She said, I'm no longer an outcast. I'm no longer unclean. I'm no longer rejected. I'm no longer useless. I'm no longer energyless. I'm no longer unwanted. I am vivacious. I am strong. I am full of life. Red blood cells are pouring and coursing through my body. I am full of purpose. I have a future. I am accepted. I am valued. I am loved. I am a daughter of the Most High God. Oh, I'm more passionate than you are listening to this. Have you got it, guys? It is not about your setback. God is positioning you for your greatest comeback in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness, I need to lie down after that. I don't really, because I've got more setbacks and not the end. The bigger the setback, the greater the comeback. We've got to get up again and reach out. We've got to find a new narrative. But lastly, I want to encourage you from this story because we haven't finished the story. You see, I want to say this to you thirdly, and you need to get this. What God starts, he will complete. What God starts, he will finish. Yes, you believe that. I believe it. What God has begun, he will bring to completion. Now, people ask me why. Things happen when terrible, terrible things happen and events happen. And I have no answer. I don't know why this lady had to go through 12 years of pain and misery. 12 years. I don't know why Joseph, the man of the Bible, had to go through all that he had to go through over that, I think it was 13 years. I don't know why Moses had to be, find his way in the desert for 40 years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you were born where you were. I don't know why you've had to endure such misery. I don't know why you had to uh, handle the pain of rejection and disablement, mental torment, those who've been abused, those who've been born into poverty. I don't know. I don't know why some were born into addiction, have experienced divorce when all you did was love your husband or your wife. I don't know why some of you have lost babies. I don't know why some of you have suffered the losses that you have. And it's, to be honest with you, too much for me to bear. As a shepherd, as a pastor, when I think of some of your stories. But what I do know is this. That God gets his best soldiers from the highlands of affliction. He is faithful. And he's a good father. And he will use your story and your setback for the blessings of others and for the glory of God. And he takes the broken pieces and the broken hearts of our lives and he redeems them. He heals and he restores because what he starts, he finishes. He sees it right through to the end. You might have given up on yourself, but God has not given up on you. You might have turned your back on him like that prodigal son and spent and done all kinds of awful things. 
But the Father God is still waiting for you. And he's wanting to bring a great comeback in your life. There are many in our church who've suffered incredible setbacks. There's many people on our team who've had to handle awful setbacks. But he didn't end there. And this woman's wonderful account is worth noting. So as I conclude, I want to read again the verses, if you'll just go with me. Because it says there that as she reached out from verse 29, her bleeding stopped. And Jesus knew that something had gone past through him. He knew that healing had gone from him. And the woman came to him. And we pick the story up in verse 33. It says that she came trembling with fear. She threw herself down. And she says, I'm the one who touched you. And she told him a story. But verse 34, get this, guys. Jesus said to her, daughter. I just need to stop there for a moment. I'll come back to it. Daughter, what a great phrase he uses to this woman. Because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. You see, what God starts, he finishes. And as she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, that's the language of the original text. Healing took place. Now I want to tell you, the hem of his garment is an important phrase because Jesus would have had tassels on his garments as would be in order of a Jewish man, a Jewish priest at his time. Four tassels in each corner. And they represented, and they were a reminder of the Ten Commandments. And these tassels that hung on them were otherwise known as wings. They called them wings. And she knew that if she could just touch the wings, she would be healed. When I read this text again, I was taken to two passages of Scripture that I've read many times before. Malachi 4 verse 2. It's a prophetic, prophetic picture of the coming of Jesus hundreds of years before from the prophet Malachi. And this is what it says. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness, speaking of Jesus, shall arise with healing in his wings. Healing in his wings, on his wings, at the hem of his garment, there was healing. And then Psalm 91, you've read it many times before. Live under the protection of God most high. Stay in the shadow of God the all-powerful. Then you will say to the Lord, you're my fortress, my place of safety. You are my God and I trust you. Listen to me. The Lord will keep you from secret traps and deadly diseases. Verse 4, he will spread his what? His wings over you. Oh my goodness. And keep you secure. His faithfulness is like a shield or a city wall. These verses were a setup for the woman's setback for her greatest comeback. I need to say that again. These verses were a setup for the woman's setback for her greatest comeback. And it's all from the Bible. She reached out. What God had begun, he said he would complete. And she got a miracle as she touched his wings. She was healed in her body. What a comeback. But she was healed in her soul. And Jesus, the good shepherd, spoke the most beautiful work 
and words over her when he said, daughter, daughter, this one word turns my heart, brings tears to my eyes every time I read it. I love Jesus for this because this word is an intimate phrase only used for the closest of relationships. I have three daughters and I love to say they're mine. And as she touched Jesus, it should have made him unclean. Instead, the touch made the woman clean. She was no longer a defiled, weak, poor, outcast woman who approached from behind and speaks with fearful face on the ground. But she is recognized and named as a faith-filled daughter of God and she is healed and she walks away in peace. Can I raise a hallelujah? This is a great comeback. Yes, it resulted in her healing but I see the greatest miracle of all is what happened in her heart as she became a daughter of the most high God. This is going to be an outstanding series. This is going to lift you where you are. I want to encourage you to click, keep clicking on week after week. Because we are believing in this season, prophetically, for those who are in incredible setbacks, for you to be positioned for your greatest comeback of all. I wonder if we'd bow our heads in this moment of prayer. Jesus, thank you for so loving us, for so loving every single one of us. I thank you, Lord, for this story that shows your compassion and your love in the midst of great setbacks. Lord, I thank you that our setback does not determine our comeback as we begin to put our trust in you. Lord, there are people on the broadcast today. I want to encourage you guys where you are. If you know you need Jesus in your life, you've never asked him to be your Lord, you've never heard a message like this before, I want to encourage you in this moment to just repeat these words after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me so very much. I am your son. I am your daughter. And I bring my setback to you. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that as I reach out to you, that you would cause a great miracle to happen in my heart and in my life. Change my life. Give me a brand new start. Guys, if that's you, you today, I want to encourage you to click on the screen. I want to encourage you, if you're on one of our broadcasts, to raise your hand to say yes to Jesus in this attitude of prayer. Maybe you're here today. Just do that now. Click on the screen to say I've responded to Jesus. Don't delay. Maybe you're here today and you know the Lord, but your life has been over this season just in a rot and not good. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would lift people again. I pray that we would look up to the hills and we would know our help comes from you. I pray, Lord, that this would be a message that reverberates in all of our hearts. I pray for miracles to take place as we reach out. I pray for those who are sick, that those 
who are infirm, those who are diseased, as they reach out and touch the hem of your garment, they would find that there is healing in your wings. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. I've loved being with you. I'm looking forward to being with you over the next few weeks. But as always, keep going, guys. Remember, the bigger the setback, the greater the comeback. As always, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I believe in you. God bless you.